storm right now not bad temperature wise weather wise but we know that winter storm watch is in effect for central and southern saskatchewan cold temperatures not bitterly cold but snow and wind in fact they're expecting a blizzard through the weekend so if you have to do any traveling you need to stick to that highway hotline uh, and it's going to last for the better part of the weekend as well so definitely will uh, something to be keeping in mind if you're heading to regina for the Montana's Briar, if you're heading into Saskatoon for the Saskatoon Wildlife Federation Sports and Leisure Show, both happening this weekend. Big events that draw people from outside the cities, so keep those roads in mind and drive safe if you're heading out. Well, we heard late yesterday the news that Canada's 18th Prime Minister, Brian Mulroney, had passed away at the age of 84. I liked Brian Mulroney. I, you know, I remember watching him as a leader for our country. And and it's been said before, it's not about what they say. Sometimes it's about how they make you feel. There was just something about him that, you know, he'd start his conversation with a joke. If he was able, if the situation was proper for him to do that. Um, I don't know. I just felt like he was, he was in charge. He was someone that you could relate to. I think he did a very good job of that. He was a strong leader in many ways. Now he made lots of decisions that a lot of people weren't happy with at the time and probably still today aren't happy with, but that I think that comes with being a leader. So when we got the news last night that this had happened, we start thinking about, okay, how are we going to talk about this in the show? Who could we bring on to talk about it? Really, there was really only one guest that made sense, and it's someone that you know very well. John Gormley, who hosted this show for 25 years, was also a member of Parliament, elected in 1984, the same year that... Brian Mulroney became Canada's 18th Prime Minister, and John joins us live now. Good morning, John. Oh, did we lose you, John? Good morning. Good morning. Yeah, Good morning. I got you. I, I'm thinking. I don't want to. I don't want to promise people I've got John Gormley, and then all of a sudden not have you there. Thanks so much for joining us. How are you doing? How's retirement? It's going really well. I, of course, I miss the show and I miss the gang. I mean, it's been uh, this is a great Saskatchewan institution, but uh, things I'm having a terrific winter. Yeah, and I know you've been able to get some golf in. I've been doing a fair bit of that, which has been nice. And uh, I'll, in the next few weeks, I'll get back into uh, labor and employment law, which was a, a long time first love. Mm-hmm. That's Brian Mulroney was a great labor lawyer. Of course, that's really where he made his. Yes, uh, his of course. So you you stepped into to politics. You were elected in 1984, which was the same year uh, and the same election where Brian Mulroney became prime minister. I'd love to know. Um, what were your earliest memories of meeting him and starting to work with him, both of you, in this new journey? You know, I was 27 years old, and I was a, a media person. I was doing a radio talk show at the time. Uh, and I think back on, you know, that's a long time. That's 40 years later this year. Uh, engaging personality, smart, funny, outrageously funny when he'd sit around and tell stories. Uh, a little bit of blustering, a little bit of vanity. I mean, he was a guy who... Uh, you want to talk about humble beginnings. You know, his dad was an electrician right. at the pulp and paper company. You know, he always says had he not gone to school, he would have been a truck driver out in Bay Como. And, you know, he was a guy who was at the top of his game, even in his 30s in Montreal. Um, consummate storyteller. I mean, as you alluded to, he could stand up. And I watched him at different events, you know, a small crowd, a crowd of 10,000 people. He could stand.
stand up without a note, talk for three minutes or five minutes or an hour. And uh, uh, again, that's just a gift. Mm-hmm. A negotiator, a bridge builder, uh, and of course, long before social media, this was a guy who even before he was a politician was on the phone two hours every night, just calling people asking how they were doing. Is that right, hey? You know, yeah. I, I feel like he had a strong vision. So all of those building blocks that you're talking about, the ability to talk to people, to bring people together, to work with a common cause, but it all led to what was a pretty strong vision for Canada that he possessed. Absolutely. And he he pulled together, and this is both the wonderful success politically and ultimately the failure. I mean, he pulled together what was called the Grand Coalition. You know, he had traditional conservatives in rural Saskatchewan. He had uh, people in Quebec, many of whom were nationalists, who uh, didn't always buy the idea that Canada was the right answer. He pulled together this coalition. 1984, when I ran for the first time, largest majority in Canadian history, 211 of the 282 seats. I mean, just, you know, try to figure out just how big a majority that is. Then he gets reelected, and that's the free trade election, and we can chat about that. But then by 1993, he leaves office, you know, <laughs> leaves Kim Campbell for it, the greatest defeat in Canadian mm-hmm. history. There's it- only two conservatives left. You've got Preston Manning, who started a party, Lucien Bouchard, the Quebec separatist, who started the Bloc Quebecois. So in nine short years, he goes from this great nation building to a country that was really fractured. And in that nine years, John, handled a lot of complicated things. You talked about Quebec. I mean, he was, you know, pushing hard with Meech Lake and Charlottetown, trying to to find a, a persuasive way to get them as part of the country and, and, and you know, instill them. And yet, you know, I don't know that you would say he met with success there. And I know I've watched speeches he's given where that was part of the frustration. If you, on one hand, talk about the legacies that he brought, there was also some frustrations he felt internally, and, and he said that that would be one of them. Absolutely. I mean, he, like a lot of Quebecers, was very upset in 1982 because, of course, Canada got a constitution uh, without Quebec's involvement. So both Meech Lake and Charlottetown were attempts to bring Quebec in. Not only did they not succeed, they, of course, helped drive the Reform Party in the West. They gave fuel to the separatists in Quebec. And you're right, he, you know, for all time, I think, fell short. But, you know, you look at the Free Trade Agreement, which was uh, still to this day at a level of, of, you know, economic involvement between Canada and the U.S., Absolutely astonishing. The Acid Rain Accord, um, the freeing of Nelson Mandela. Mm-hmm. I mean, Margaret Thatcher and uh, Ronald Reagan uh, you know, didn't regard the whole fight against apartheid in South Africa the way Mulroney did. I mean, he was actually a world leader. Um, then, of course, the GST. And you know, we've forgotten Canada used to have a whole bunch of hidden taxes. You know, you had a manufacturing taxes, excise taxes. All of those were scrapped, and it was just one simple value added, you know, Six percent now, five percent GST. You know, I, when I think you about taxing, you get killed, right? I, well, I was just going to say when I think about that, those are bold moves for a leader to make, John, because you're right. I mean, the taxes were there, and anytime, even if it is one hundred percent, we're going to cut these and we're going to start this one, and it comes out to the same amount. You're highlighting something that is not popular amongst Canadians, and you can take a hit for it. But I think it takes good leadership to be able to step up and and show and try and trust in the value that that brings. That's a very good point, and I think that was why at the time uh, those of us who were Mulroney supporters said, you know, this is an idea you can back. But of course. You know, in terms of retail politics, uh, you know, imagine you're Jean Chrétien 
you know, you're running against a, a party that just said they're going to bring a whole national tax in. So, mm-hmm. you know, you're right. It was uh, it was the right thing, and it helped ultimately balance the books in the Gretchen Martin years. But uh, Mulroney did a lot of those sorts of things. And, and again, like anyone, he was uh, he was immensely human. There was engaging parts. There were parts, uh, even in later years, that, uh, you know, some of us got a bit frustrated by. John Gormley, my guest. It seems weird to say John Gormley, my guest. You did that with me for how many years, John? Uh, it's so good to have you back here. John, of course, hosted this show for over 25 years. Uh, also the MP for Battleford Metal Lake. Uh, which is why we're chatting with John today, the passing of, of Prime Minister Brian Mulroney, Canada's 18th Prime Minister. We learned last night that he passed away. You know, John, in a time when politics right now seems more bitter, more divisive than ever before, it really does strike me that Brian Mulroney always held a very healthy respect for fellow politicians, no matter political stripe and country. He came from a world, uh, and it's a world I think we were better having, and one day we'll have it again, where you appreciate why everybody's in it. And you can have uh, sometimes vigorous disagreements, sometimes a disagreement will even turn personal, but you try and not have that. Uh, but everybody was there because they wanted the country to be a better place. You know, I in all the years I, I listened to you talk on the radio, I vaguely remember some Esther Hazy story, and for the life of me, I, I I can't remember much about it. Can you can you bring us up to speed, John? Well, it was funny. I so here I am, a brand new MP. He's in the middle of a caucus meeting, and he's again just these stem winder stories that would go on and on. And he had the crowd in his hand, and he's talking about something. He says, "This isn't going to work. They're not going to accept this in Esther Hazy." And then he goes on, and I'm sitting here thinking, so here's this Montreal guy, Prime Minister of Canada, what's up with Esther Hazy? And he would do this all the time. He would always return to, it's going to work in Esther Hazy, or it's not going to work in Esther Hazy. Turns out when he was a young, uh, he was a law student, he worked for the great Alvin Hamilton, who had been Diefenbaker's ag minister. And they had sent him out a number of times to rural Saskatchewan, and he would end up in Esther Hazy. So Esther Hazy kind of became one of his touchstones for you know, an average Canadian community, and is it going to work in estuaries? <laughs> I love it. I love it. I think that's great. You know, I, I talked about this just before uh, we got into our conversation, but I've heard it said many times, and I think it to be very true, when it comes to really good leaders, it's really not about what they say, but how they make you feel. Uh, to me, I feel as though this fella, who remarkably, I mean, most of us didn't have any kind of a relationship with, he was simply the Prime Minister of Canada, yet he found a way, and, I, and I've said it before, I know some people disagree with me, but akin to Ronald Reagan, I always felt like Ronald Reagan found a way that I liked him. When he was talking, he, he said things that made me feel like he was just a really good guy. I felt like Mulroney was able to do that as well. You know, it's the key to relationships, you know, whether you sell a product, uh, whether you host a radio show. It's all about engagement and relevance and being on the same eye level with your audience. And with Mulrooney, you never, ever had that sense uh, that, you know, he was that he wasn't in the moment with you. I mean, you and I have encountered it, and it's a, a terrible thing a lot of politicians do. They're working a room, but they're always looking over your shoulder right. to see who else is coming up. Right. Um, that that wasn't the case with either Brian Mulroney or Ronald Ray. You know, it was just uh, it's a gift that some politicians and people have that when you're with them in the moment, you're the only person they really want to be with. Now, of course, 
multiply that by thousands of people, of but it's just an ability they have to, to engage with people. Well, John, this has been really good. I appreciate the fact that you carved some time out, uh, hopefully not between the third and fourth hole, but uh, carved some time out to join <laughs> us this morning. Glad that retirement is going well. I trusted that it would be, and I hope that you will come back and visit us again soon. By the way, when I announced that you were coming on, there was a flurry of people that said, uh, hey, make sure you say hi to John for me. And one of them was Conspiracy Kevin, by the way, on the text line. Well, I, I could get into Conspiracy Kevin, what he really thinks the free trade agreement <laughs> meant, but um, I, I'll leave that to, to you and Kevin to debate. Uh, we got bugs, bugs and hugs coming up at 10 o'clock. I'm sure maybe that'll be part of it. <laughs> Thanks so much, John. I appreciate your time. Take care, my friend. John Gormley, recently retired from this show, 25 years hosting the John Gormley Show. Of course, former member of parliament for Battleford Meadow Lake. And uh, yeah, it was 1984. He was elected the same election where Brian Mulroney became prime minister. So great to hear from, from John in more ways than just on Brian Mulroney. A good catch up with him as well. I always appreciate him uh, and his support. You're listening to 980 CJME and 650 CKOM. It's good to have John Gormley check in. Nice to catch up with John, even though the topic was uh, sad, of course. We're talking about the passing of former Prime Minister Brian Mulroney, who started out as extremely popular. He uh, had such a strong majority government in 1984 when he first took office. And then uh, by the end of his time as Prime Minister, 93, he decides that he is going to step aside and at that time, I, there was just a lot of challenges. People knew that uh, his popularity was definitely waning. The time has come for me to step aside. I've done my very best for my country and my party, and I look forward to the enthusiasm and renewal that only new leadership brings. After he stepped aside as prime minister, he went through some bumps and bruises. He got involved with uh, Carl Schreiber. You remember the German businessman who was a lobbyist? And then there was allegations that he was on the take. Uh, there was the whole Airbus scandal that happened. Mulroney talked about it being one of his biggest mistakes and error in judgment that he got mixed up with him. Um, didn't go as far as to say that he was involved in, in criminal activity. In fact, in 1985, there was a letter linked uh, that was leaked out to the public that linked him to this whole Airbus airplane scandal. He sued the federal government, Mulroney did, and actually won $2.1 million in 1997. So, you know, he went through some bumps and bruises, there's no doubt about it. But uh, as prime minister, he did a lot of things for the country, not popular with everyone, things like NAFTA, which was a big part of it, some constitutional change, tax, the GST, as John talked about, he basically put together a bunch of smaller taxes, uh, got rid of them, put them all into one package now known as the GST, which, you know, people blame him for that, but ultimately the extra cost wasn't that much to Canadians. It was really about bundling a bunch of taxes that were already there and just kind of simplifying what that formula looked like. Nonetheless, good to have John Gormley uh, join the show. Teachers, of course, uh, still with the job action today. Noon hour lunch supervision is off the table for Good Spirit School Division, Holy Family Catholic, Horizon, Saskatchewan Rivers, Prince Albert Catholic School Division. Uh, all of those kids not able to stay for lunch today because the teachers are not doing lunch hour supervision. And we know that the STF has more sanctions coming next week on Tuesday and Wednesday as well. Bugs and Hugs, your opportunity every Friday at 10 o'clock is coming up next right here on 650 CKOM and 980 CJME.